So today, uh, I'm kicking off a new series called Revive, and I've called today's message Quenched, if you're a note taker. Um, and we're really going to focus in on the discipline of, of spiritual fasting. In fact, we're going to look at Jesus's time when he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, and we are going to look to this story to really better understand why we fast and some of the benefits of fasting. Uh, before I do, let's pray, and we're going to dive into the text. Father, I bless God, Catalyst Church family, I thank you for those tuning in today, Father, and those that couldn't be with us. God, we thank you, Father, that you cover us, that you're with us, your spirit. You said that you go with us wherever we go. And so, Father, we ask you that you would meet in, in homes and airplanes and airports and wherever you may be tuning in. And uh, God, I thank you, Father, that you are with us. And we ask that you would speak through me today, Father, that we would hear your words for a new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, you can go to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and they attended him. So before we dive into this text, I want to just establish a quick foundation for spiritual, the spiritual discipline of fasting. And we want to really encourage everyone to join in on this 21, day, uh, of, to 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, you can go to our webpage uh, and go to our website, which will take you to a prayer and fasting resources page. We encourage you to visit that as you pray and ask God how you might participate. In fact, the word fast in verse 1 of Matthew chapter 4 is actually translated in the Greek to abstain from food. Biblical fasting means to voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food, either partially or totally, for a certain specific time and purpose. In fact, in spiritual fasting, from a biblical perspective, it is for prayer and tuning our ear to the voice of God through His Word. In fact, the difference for Christians and other world religions that fast is really exactly that, that we are pushing away from our fleshly appetites to tune our spirit man, that we can hear the voice of God and we can, instead of taking the time to prep those meals and eat, it's really replacing it with prayer and Bible reading and worship and really tuning and tuning our spirit to God. In fact, fasting is uh, a spiritual discipline that's mentioned over 70 times in the Bible. Uh, it is practiced both in the Old and the New Testament. And there's many types of fasting. It could be from, you know, one meal to one day. Um, it could be three days, seven days, 21 days, 40 days. These are all examples, both in the Old and New Testaments. There are partial or selective fasts, uh, such as the Daniel fast is one that's pretty popular around, hey, for this amount of time, I am going to push away from 
from sweets and caffeine and alcohol and all the different types of vices that we have as human beings. And we are going to, we're just going to do, you know, fruits and vegetables. In fact, there are other ones that have been more uh, popular in recent days, like social media fast. And essentially, anything that takes your time, maybe it's Netflix for some of you, um, especially after the holiday season, watching all of those uh, Christmas flicks. But it's saying no to this to pick up more of God's word and prayer in your life. In fact, um, you know, fasting is not a diet. <laughs> now, there are spiritual health benefits of fasting, um, such as decreased resting heart rates, uh, blood pressure is improved, improved cognitive functioning, and decreased body fat. Those are all wonderful, but but that's different. That's kind of a buzzword uh, now. It's kind of this intermediate fasting and different types of things. There are definitely health benefits. I mean, God did create our body, soul, and spirit, but when we will do that and we will turn our focus, it becomes a spiritual fast. And so I really want to encourage you in this. In fact, we also know that Jesus was led into the desert by the Spirit of God. We don't just pick arbitrary numbers. We ask, we pray and ask God, God, what, how would you have me participate? Especially if you're newer to fasting, to this spiritual discipline, I would encourage you, you're not probably going to go on a 40-day fast. But what you can do um, is you can say, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to do one meal. I'm going to do, uh, you know, a selective Daniel fast or maybe a three-day fast, whatever you're led. But we ask you to pray and seek God. What would he have for you to do in this season? In fact, Jesus expected his followers to fast. It was kind of assumed. He said that God actually rewards, that he rewards fasting, but not any type of fasting. In Luke 5.35, he says, but the time will come. He's saying, hey, the time is going to come when the bridegroom will be taken from you. That's Jesus. And in those days, they will fast. He was talking about you and me, that when we are praying and fasting, we are longing for our bridegroom. In fact, he also mentions rewarding fast. And there are scriptures about how we should fast and how we shouldn't you know, tell the world what we're doing. This is a private matter between you and God. Now we're going on a corporate fast together, but we are not gonna tell you how to do it. We're gonna ask you to pray and ask God. Isaiah 58, six says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to lose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? I want you to do some, some, some if you haven't thought about it, uh, before we kick this off on the 8th, take this next week to really say, man, God, what is the breakthrough that I am praying and believing you for during this time? In other words, we are going to subdue King's stomach. Some people call it that, right? Our appetites, our fleshly uh, appetites and desires for a particular time, which I know is not a popular subject in today's culture um, because the world says, hey, it feels good, do it, right? Indulge until you can't indulge anymore. But that's not the ways of the kingdom. God says, hey, I don't want anything to master you, including your own flesh. In fact, Jensen Franklin, he's an American pastor and author. He, he wrote a book called Fasting. It's, it's helpful. Um, he says that you will have to choose to dethrone that dictator within. I mean, I don't have to tell you this, like our flesh is loud. <laughs> when we don't give it attention, it buys for our attention. Um, but we know that their spiritual freedom is possible. We don't want anything to master us. In fact, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God wants freedom for you during this and for me and for my family and for your family during this season of prayer and fasting. 
Um, you know, more practically, I've really found that fasting reminds me that I am more than just a body and a soul. I am spirit, and so are you. In fact, when we choose to quiet the body and soul's appetites, um, to strengthen our spirit man and to tune our ear, we actually realize that our spirit desires to lead. And when we are, when when we allow Jesus to come into our life and our spirit, we ask the Holy Spirit to come and guide us. Our spirit wants to lead, but sometimes it's vying for our attention. Um, there are other things vying for our attention. In fact, as a mother of three, the volume in my house is unprecedented at sometimes, um, and I cannot even hear my own voice. Like I can't hear myself think, so I have to like lock myself in a bathroom or in a closet um, so that I can really hear because my spirit man. And, and, you know, God wants to speak. He wants to speak. But sometimes I have to lower the noise level and all the distractions so that I can intentionally hear him. Beginning of the new year is a great time to reset. If you're like, hey, I really want to hear God more. Fantastic. Start your year off this way. And then I promise you, as you say yes to God in this area, there, I believe you will experience three spiritual benefits that we can find in Matthew chapter 4. In fact, the first benefit that you're going to find is that you will realize that you are more than flesh and blood. You know, we can read scripture. We know that we're more than flesh and blood, but sometimes when we fast, we realize just how loud our flesh can actually be. And I have found um, that Sometimes it's just a good reminder, man, I didn't realize how much my my flesh, my body, and my soul can drive decisions in our lives. But man, when we begin to push away and we're able to tune into our spirit, man, we're able to think clearly. In fact, in verse 3, it says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. In other words, the devil is saying, don't you hear your body? <laughs> it's crying out for you to feed it. Um, and I know that you're fully man and fully God, but come on, you know, can't the son of God part of you just trump all of this human suffering? <laughs> and he's tempting him. He's the, the devil is tempting Jesus in this moment just to cast off restraint and let the flesh, the body and the soul rule. In other words, you know, you may have heard these same types of questions in your head. Well, why not? Why can't I indulge in this? Why not engage in those harmful conversations at the water cooler of gossip and backbiting? It, it can't hurt, right? Why not indulge in those habits and addictions to alleviate pain and stress that is real? Life can be stressful, but there are other ways. Why not compromise your sexual ethic? Isn't everybody else doing it? I mean, isn't it kind of outdated anyways? Aren't the, these are tempting questions and seeds of doubt that the enemy often uh, sows into our mind. Why not take that shortcut and that compromise? It's a lot quicker if you take the shortcut than to go the long, hard yards of perseverance and faithfulness. You know, we've talked about the word of God being a sword of the spirit, and that is just what Jesus did. He showed us, hey, when the tempter comes, you better get the sword of the spirit and fight. Um, he shows us this as a model. In fact, Jesus chose not to kind of put that coat on, if you will, of son of God. He was fully man and fully God, but he chose to, to, not, to restrain himself in self-discipline so that he could identify with our human suffering. Hebrews 4.15 says it this way, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every 
way. Jesus knew what it was like to be hungry. He knew what it is to suffer in his soul. Just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus Jesus did not give in to that temptation. And he answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus is speaking to the essence, hey, you are spirit too. And there is something much stronger. The word of God is like bread. It's stronger than bread for your body. In other words, I know what it is to be hungry (laughs) as a human man, and yet I resisted the enemy. And because I gave my life for you, you can too. You know, what we feed grows and what we don't feed starves out. It loses power over us when we come under the discipline of our spirit man and we begin to be spirit-led believers. So are you feeding yourself on the Word of God on a regular basis? Here's some questions to ask yourself over the next week. Um, You know, if you only ate once a week, you'd be pretty pretty hungry. (laughs) And so don't allow even Sunday's messages to be all the time that you spend in the Word. Begin to carve out, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, five minutes, get a scripture in your heart and take a moment to silence yourself before the Lord. And as you add the spiritual uh, discipline of fasting into it, it's only going to catapult your spiritual growth and it will be your best year ever because you've decided to be spirit-led with it. You know, just several weeks ago, I was reminded of the reality um, of the spirit, soul, and body when my childhood pastor actually passed away from my hometown. Um, I received news um, more recently, and his celebration of life service just so beautifully reminded me. It was a celebration of life. It was a graduation ceremony. Um, and And it reminded me, as you see, you know, in most funerals, you see a casket laying there where the spirit has left the body. And we are reminded that this life is temporary and our spirit man lives on. I want you to take inventory. Here's your challenge this week. Take inventory. What are you feeding the most in your life? And giving in, where are you giving into those fleshly desires more than allowing the Spirit of God to invade those areas? I want you to think about this that this week, and that probably needs to be an area um, that you put at the top of your list is, God, I, I need some spiritual breakthrough here. Benefit number two to spiritual fasting is It heightens our discernment and our clarity for direction. In fact, let's pick up in in verse five again. He says, then the devil took him to the holy city and he had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot. Jesus says, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms, the world and their splendor. And he says, all of this I'll give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. You see, in these pivotal moments when we are seeking direction, and in the case of Jesus, he was getting ready to enter his life's work, his purpose here on earth, right? He was getting ready to enter ministry, which would lead him to the cross. This was his purpose. And as he did, there was, you know, at every door um, of moving forward spiritually, there is also doors of temptation that we have to choose to shut. And spiritual fasting allows us to, to clarify those areas, and it allows us to be clearer and to be able to discern the will of God. You know, at the door of breakthrough is always temptation. Um, And so 
the things that you're believing for in this next season, you are going to have to tell the devil, do not put the Lord God to the test. <laughs> and you are going to have to trust God. You have to resist the enemy and he is going to flee from your life. In fact, we know that the first Christians fasted during major decision-making moments. In fact, in Acts chapter 13, Barnabas and Saul, they were disciples who were chosen to be sent out as missionaries after a time of prayer and fasting. That employer, When's the last time you pray and fasted over who to hire and when to hire? You know, who should you partner with to serve your, your customers that you serve in your business? Mom and dad, pray and fast over who to send your kid, where to send your kids to school and who will care for them. There have been a many a babysitters in places where I just didn't drop my kids. I was like, nah, something in my spirit says no. Parents lean into that. Employee, pray over your, where you're working and what your assignment is from God. Commit to pray for your leaders and the decisions that they will make that will impact you. You know, we also see that the Israelites fasted before a miraculous victory when they went into war. Second Chronicles 20 verses 2 and 4, um, you know, they're, they're praying for victory. God, God, we're fasting for victory and we need you to help us as we go into this difficult place. Before that sales pitch, consult the Lord. Pray and fast. Or before that interview, pray and fast. God, do you want me here? Before you take that exam, student. Pray and fast that the Lord would bring everything to your remembrance that you need, that he would shut the doors that need to be shut and he would open the doors that he should open. In fact, I did that even, I took a, I took a course uh, more recently and I just, it was one of those weeks where I just didn't have the time that I wanted, that I thought that I cognitively needed. And do you know what? I prayed and I said, God, help me to do my very best. Help me. And do you know that I actually scored way higher than I probably would have if I spent all week studying for it? God wants to be invited into our life, even the small, the seemingly insignificant and the really big things of life. We see that Daniel fasted for a change of direction in a nation. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. You know, for some of you, you need a fast because you are discerning a change of direction in your life. Some of you need a shift in your vocation, in your job assignment, lo geographic location. Uh, you don't want to make a move unless God is leading you as is as he did with Jesus. Hey, I'm leading you into this wilderness because there's purpose. Some of you need a change in your housing or living situation. You know, some of you need a chance, uh, you know, in some friendships and relationships. You need a change. You need family dynamic shifts. And you need the Spirit of God to help you. A prayer and fasting about those certain areas are not insignificant to the Lord. And some of you have been praying for financial breakthrough. Make that an area of prayer, of significant prayer and fasting. The Lord wants to move uh, in your life in every area, not just spiritual ones. Our whole life matters to God. You know, Nehemiah fasted before beginning a major building project. Does that sound familiar, church? We just came out of a Believe initiative season, and now we're stepping into it for the next two years. We need to pray and fast as a corporate community, making every, I would challenge everyone who has called Catalyst home, would you put that on your prayer and fasting list that, that God would open the doors that he has for our church to find a more permanent, uh, permanent place to gather? In fact, Nehemiah 1.4, 
It says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. When he heard that the walls had been, uh, had been broken down and he is getting ready to start rebuilding the walls. When's the last time you wept over those that don't know uh, Jesus, that the, the, they don't know the peace that we know? When's the last time we really wept and cried for those who are suffering? This is the kind of prayer and fasting that moves the heart of God. I can remember when we moved to the DC uh, area nearly a decade ago now, and I was really getting discouraged in the job hunt process. And, you know, I can remember getting kind of a, I don't know, I'll call it a cryptic phone call um, from a recruiter who was telling me about a nonprofit that was starting up in the Arlington area, actually, of the DC area. And I said, okay, you know, let's, let me, let me at least go. I wasn't, uh, there was just not a lot of doors that were starting to open. And, and I went and, you know, they were just getting off the ground. So they didn't have kind of a marketing plan on how to actually talk about their organization or what they did or how they did it quite yet. And, you know, I went into the interview um, saying, all right, God, like I, I trust from a directional perspective, you are going to go before me. If this is for you, I pray those doors open. Well, they ended up giving me uh, an offer letter, not, not short after, but I'll be honest. I was kind of like, man, I wish they could tell me more about this. I mean, I know I'm going to be a recruiter. I'm recruiting, but I don't understand what it's about necessarily. Um, and I just felt, and I began to pray about it. And I just felt the peace of God say, this is your next assignment. That's what I heard. So in faith and in trust, I decided to take the leap. And, uh, you know, I, I worked there for seven, better part of seven years. And it was an incredible time of growth and challenge and opportunity. And I know that I know that I know that I heard God. I stepped out and I did what he said. What type of direction are you seeking in this season? Make it a priority to fast and pray over that area of clarity for your life, which leads us to benefit number three. Fasting empowers us to overcome. In verse 11, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Fasting releases God's supernatural power through the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. In fact, Jensen Franklin says that fasting will help you identify areas of hidden sin in your life. Only the Spirit of God can search our hearts and our souls in such a way that can even highlight areas of brokenness and areas that God wants to heal. In fact, my dear friend, Dr. Reams, I've said it before at Catalyst. I'll keep saying it. God reveals what he wants to heal, church. God is putting his finger on certain areas. And when we choose to fast, he begins to kind of reveal those and empower us to overcome and move forward and freedom. You know, in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus actually, his disciples were trying to cast a, an evil spirit out of, out of a boy and um, they, they couldn't do it. And Matthew 17, they went to Jesus and they said, hey, Jesus, what in the world? You said we could, you know, we could pray and, and, and really and the devil has to leave, right? In Matthew 17, 21, Jesus says this, but this kind does not go out except for prayer and fasting. Something incredibly empowering and important about the, the power of prayer and fasting coming together in such a way to empower us the way that God has called us to walk, walk this life out. The enemy of your soul wants nothing more 
than to sow division and discouragement and defeat and depression right outside, you know, right 30 days into the new year. I mean, we've all probably written our new year's resolutions and maybe some of you just totally have given up because you're like, I'm not even doing that anymore because I get so discouraged. The enemy would want nothing more than to sell you the lie, church, that this year will be nothing like. It, It will be the same as last year. Can I tell you, God has more for us. And he's saying, hey, will you trust me? Will you put me first so that we can walk into everything that God has for us? First John 4, 4 says, little children, you are from God and you have over and, and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. We have a promise. We have the backing of our Father God that says we can overcome. There is nothing that is impossible for the Lord. Romans 8, 11 promises that if the spirit of him who has raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. 2 Timothy 1, 7, these are the promises of God that we are empowered because of what Jesus Christ did for us. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. It's going to take a lot of self-discipline to fast, all of us included. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It doesn't say he might flee from you. It says he will because he has to. Church, it's, in, it's time that we begin to exercise uh, the, the tools that God's given us, wield that sword. We've talked about that before at Catalyst Church. You got to wield that sword and remind the devil he has to flee when you resist him. So I have a couple challenges for you. What battles are you facing right now that you need the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome next year? And what areas do you need His supernatural strength? I want you to write down these scriptures we talked about today, and I want you to fight the good fight of faith, doing the same thing Jesus did. He fought the enemy and all of his temptations with the Word of God. Church, as I conclude today, I just want to invite you on this spiritual journey that we're going on as a church in this time of corporate prayer and fasting. I would ask you that Catalyst Church and this Believe Initiative in finding a a more permanent home that gives us more space to grow into, I ask you that you put that on the top, one of of the top uh, prayer requests on your prayer card, but I also want you to personally ask God. I really want you to believe Him for what He says. And if it sounds impossible, it's probably Him because God loves showing up and, and, and blowing our minds in ways that we're like, God, that couldn't have been anything but you. And he's like, exactly, because it's by my spirit, says the Lord. I just wanna speak that over your life. I wanna pray with you as you head into this next season. I also, for those of you who uh, have not made a decision to follow Christ and you want to do that today, I want to pray for you as well. And I'd also ask that you let us know. You can even email us at info ad or fill out the digital connection card in the link uh, below so that we know who you are and we can follow up with you. We would love to see you if you're in the local DMV area on January 8th when we're back in the Bethesda Hotel.